John Dummy. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. God never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Sarah Carmichael. Mess now, man. What about me? Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. God never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up Elijah Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Sarah Michael now my what about me? Be willing to die so that we can be free now. If we don't produce, man, what we gon' eat? What we gon' eat? Yeah, man, what we gon' eat? What we gon' do if they cut off the street? If they block off them trucks, tell me what you gon' eat? What you gon' drink? See what I mean? What you gon' do? What I'ma do? I'ma stomach some food. Don't be a fool. That's fine, Ricard lead. I'm in tune. Stay in the street. Change a couple goons. I'm pushing the worst and I'm pushing the message. I'm blessing the game. Allah already blessed me. Find a car new cause we got you. Can't lose. Only two dollars. Get news you can use. Heaven ahead. Those conditions you choose. Come to the mosque. These are things we can prove. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do it for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. God never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up. Elijah Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Farrakhan, Michael now, man, what about me? Hey guys, this is Jake Taylor Jacobs on uh, the Brother Ben X podcast on uh, the Assets Before Splurging show on the Brother Ben X podcast, the baddest podcast on the planet. We're sponsored by the ABS Institute. We're sponsored by ABS Brokers, and we're currently in ABS Studio. So I'm super excited to be talking to you guys today. And we are talking about turning dead presidents into employees. Of course, what are you implying by dead presidents, cousin Jake? I'm talking about that cash, that money, that green. I'm talking about that cash, that money, that green, gang, gang. Y'all know, I, I just I just wanted to be a thug, and so uh, all my life, all my life I wanted to be a thug, and so every day, so I'm a thug all day, every day. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. And so um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today, how to turn your money into an asset, how to make it work for you and understand the protocols it does when transferring money. Because, of course, today I'm going to be talking to you guys about my shirt. I am the bank. And in our book, I am the lender. Um, We teach people how to become. We teach people how to become the bank. We teach people how to become the very thing that we all dream to uh, get money from we all think about taking money from the bank we all think about borrowing money from the bank we all think about those things but not too many of us are trained to think wait a minute is there really a chance that i could possibly become the same very institution i can use my money in the same exact fashion i can use my money in the same exact way that these banks do And I think that if you understand that you can use your money the exact same way that these banks do and you can make money work for you and the way that I know that you know how uh, how you can make money work for you, your entire dynamic of life will be absolutely changed forever. And so if you guys can hear me clear and you guys can uh, if you guys are ready for the show, just put in a comment somewhere that you are ready for this sauce today because I cannot wait to give you the sauce that I want to give you because I know for a fact what it will do for you because I know what it has done for me, family. I know what it would do for me because I know what it has already done for me. So I just want you guys to make sure that you're uh, to, to make sure that you're paying attention. Just put in the comments that you're ready for this sauce. And I'll, I'm going to give you the sauce 
as it's supposed to be given. Okay, I'm going to give you the sauce as it's supposed to be given. But I want you all to make sure that you can hear me and make sure that everything is clear before I go forward, because I want to give you this information. And I know that you're going to be able to find value from it, because, of course, I'm going to show my screen. I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to do all this stuff to make sure that um, that you have everything that you need in order to. Guess what? Be successful when it comes to turning your money into something, when it comes to transitioning your money, when it comes to moving your money and making that money work for you. I just want to make sure that you have everything that you need in regards to um, in regards to growing in 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 uh, 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 building your income. OK, I think it's very, very, very important and it's extremely um, uh, prevalent uh, for us to understand exactly how that goes so that we can make the best financial choices for our future. So before I get started, you know, I'm going to be talking about this shirt. This is the shirt I'm going to be talking about this. I am the bank shirt because I want to show you how to become the bank. I want to show you that it is possible. Watch this. I want to show you that it is possible for you to become the bank. I want to show you that it's possible for you to become the lender. I want to show you that it's possible for you to actually achieve things that you never could have imagined that you would be able to achieve as long as you know that the, the opportunities are out there for you to become successful when it comes to money. But I really want you to pay attention to something real quick. I really want you to pay attention to the fact that we all don't have the proper understanding when it comes to how money works and how to make it work for us in its best, in its best way. I think that if we understand that, and we begin to move ourselves into the position of power versus being a subordinate to the system, the, the, the banking system, the federal system that we're used to. If we can begin to position ourselves to be in power and privatize our own banking system, we will be just fine. But before we do that, we have to understand a few things. And the biggest thing that we have to understand is that money is a liability. Money is not an asset. And I know it's, it, it sucks because a lot of us have been taught that money is an asset and money nor income is an asset because when that money comes into your bank account, it's not making any more money for you. So when you think about it, that, that money that you thought is an asset isn't really an asset because it's not making any money for you. And I actually want to uh, play. Um, I want to play an audio real quick of a guy by the name of Ray Dalio. I want to play an audio of a guy by the name of Ray Dalio so that you can hear what he thinks about money. Um, um, and uh, we will get right into it. Let me get let me get to this audio real quick. Let me get to this audio real quick. Here we go real quick. I accidentally deleted it, so I have to, um, I have to undelete it and go back. Here we go. Is going, China is going through a situation which is very similar to what the United States and other countries have gone China is going through a situation. Um, okay, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little, what my thoughts a little bit on China. I think China is going through a situation which is very similar to what the United States and other countries have gone through a number of times, which is um, that there's a debt problem. Uh, debt is rising too fast. Just apply the t template. You can't have debts rise faster than your incomes for long. 
Okay, so that's what's been happening. You run out of room. And uh, so you just apply the template to China. So they have to have a slower rate of debt, and they're going to have to restructure debts, and they're in the process of doing that. We've had three major debt crises in the United States, and we've done that each time. They have to re restructure their economy. They have to have a different kind of economy. The old industries are out, and the new industries have got to come in. Um, this has happened to us many times. I remember when it was a steel industry, and we were heartbroken because we would Okay, that was Ray Dalio. I actually played the wrong audio. Let's listen. What I'm trying you guys are to just convey to investors. I think in the average investor, most everybody, don't compete against uh, pros like ourselves or other people. Don't making tactical asset allocation bets or moving around in the markets because you're probably going to lose. It's difficult for us. We put beta, hundreds just buy beta for 15 put, basis points? We, no, you have to have a, a balanced portfolio. In other words, think about how, you, how you're going to have a balanced portfolio. What you know is that asset class as, as a whole, over a period of time, are going to outperform cash. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the most thing that you could be. Please notice what he just said. He said assets will outperform cash. Let's keep playing. Most comfortable with. If they don't, you have a depression. The only times that that hasn't happened. But to, to, to know how to achieve a balanced portfolio, and that's a whole other subject. I don't know that you want to go through. If you're talking about tactical bets, in other words, I can come on the show and I can say, I think this is good. But then what happens is if, if I come uh, a month later and I th then change my mind because something has happened, then I'm, I'm going to leave some. I'm going to mislead people. So the, the tactical bets I don't think are going to be helpful. I would say um, that we're in an environment in which it's very important to have a well diversified, and that'll include assets like, to some extent, maybe a little bit of gold in your portfolio. Um, in other words, uh, what could I tell investors? Try to achieve balance in various ways. That's a whole subject about how to do it. And also, um, I, I, I think that, um, that you know. Gold, uh, you know, at five percent of your portfolio, five or ten percent of your portfolio, under the circumstances, would be uh, also a prudent thing to do. Prudence is the important thing to do. The reason I'm also referring to that is we have a situation where a debt is money. Another notice what he said. He said prudence is what you that what you should do. Then he says we have a situation that debt is money. Watch this. In other words, we have a fiat monetary system, too. And so we're having problems as these central banks operate. And so the, it's a, think of it as another form of cash. And when cash now has zero or, or um, zero percent interest rates or less, think of it as one of those possibilities in terms of how do you how do you create diversification? I respect. So when it comes to when it comes to exactly what he was talking about, one of the things that Ray Dalio was talking about in regards to this specific conversation is the simple fact that he understands wholeheartedly. He understands extremely clear that uh, money is debt. Now, I know you probably haven't heard of that before, but if you think about what money is, you got to understand the difference between liabilities and debt. The biggest difference between liabilities and debt, the biggest difference between liabilities and debt, y'all paying attention, the biggest difference between liabilities and debt is that liabilities take money from you and they don't grow. Uh, I'm sorry, liabilities and assets and assets grow capital. They grow you more money. They grow by capital gains. They go by dividend gains. They go by equity gains, but they are growing against or with the market. Liabilities are things that do not grow with the market. And because our dollar bills are not backed by an asset, your money as it sits in a savings account or your money as it sits in a uh, uh, a bank account 
or your money as it sits in your safe or in your purse or in your car or or in these or these other things, your money is a liability. It is not an asset. And so when we think about how money works, we put too much emphasis on actual money. We put too much emphasis on money being in a quote unquote savings account. We put too much emphasis on money being like, oh yeah, I got a thousand dollars here. I got two thousand dollars there. But the problem that we have is those dead presidents are still dead. Meaning they're so dead, they're not doing anything for you but showing you a nice bank account. As a matter of fact, those dead presidents are now working for dead debt for you. Car notes, credit card payments, mortgage bills, which 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 I can go toe to toe for anybody. Let anybody know that um, a a home that you live in is not an asset. Only real estate that produces you cash flow is an asset. A home that you live in is not an asset because an asset is not only something that grows in capital gains. In my belief. An asset is not only something that grows in capital gains, but it's also something that gives you cash flow. It's always something that gives you liquidity, something that you can get access to money. You can get access to this 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 reserve reservoir of cash that's inside of this instrument so that you can be able to take advantage of other opportunities. And so when it comes to when it comes to this, we got to understand the cost of transitioning your debt into an asset. We have to understand the transition, the, the process of transitioning your dead money into capital and capital is something that you use to make more money, money and itself cash in itself is not capital until you revert and you have an objective for that now uh, a money or re- a resource to be used to generate you more capital or more money or more assets. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. So money, as we know, most of us have not been taught money as it stands for itself is not an asset. It is not capital until you use that money, that resource to be able to grow something more so you can develop more assets, more capital, more things that can bring you back cash flow or liquidity to take advantage of other opportunities. Which is why when it comes to savings accounts and checkings account, you having your money there is not doing anything for you because um, anything that you have easy access to or anything that gives you the exact uh, amount of what you put in first day, you got access to that money immediately. Odds are that somebody else is getting the better end of the stick than you are. Jake, what do you mean by that? I'm saying that odds are 
that if you put your money in a savings account or you're giving your money to somebody and they're getting more benefit out of it than you are, odds are you probably chose to have quick liquidity means, quick access to the money because you don't want to allow your money to go make money for you, which is why I tell people that you have the opportunity to learn how to become the bank. And this is what we teach people here at ABS. This is what we teach people on our God Economic Show. This is what me and Brother Ben teach people on our individual podcasts, on our individual uh, uh, profiles. We're teaching people how to become the bank and we have to learn how to become that banking institution we have to learn how to become the own privatized bank for our families so that we can start to transition our money from dead liabilities into cash flow from dead liabilities into an asset something that is worth uh, enough to be able to collateralize against to be able to do it but we have to learn and understand what comes with the cost of collateralizing or turning your money into capital when you turn your dead money, those dead presidents into capital, remember capital is something that you use to be able to make more money with. So when I turn my, when I turn my money into capital and I make an investment into an asset, I immediately lose liquidity. Jake, what do you mean liquidity? <clears throat> I mean, what I mean is you can't put 10,000 typically, you cannot put $10,000 into any asset. Get access to the full $10,000 and have your money making money for you. It's nearly impossible for that to happen. So it's never a time where you can put money into a deal or you're turning your money into capital and putting it into an asset. There is never a time where you can take that money, transition that money into capital, turn it into something that's an asset and still keep the same liquidity of that capital of that money. So so if you know if I put ten thousand dollars into a savings account in my savings account, I can go get ten thousand dollars the next day. So that will let you know your savings account is not an asset. If I take $10,000 and I put $10,000 into a checkings account, that money that I put into a checkings account, if I can go get the exact amount of money that I put in, that $10,000, the very next day, and I can literally take all that money out that I put in, odds are that is not an asset. An asset is something that you store your cash with so that that cash can be able to make more money. And typically what happens, you lose liquidity of that money. So when I tell people to put money, uh, to, to put their money out, take it out of a savings account and put it into an insurance reserve, I tell people you're going to lose 40 to 50% of your liquidity. So you're only going to have access to 50 to 60% of the money that you put in. And so people say, oh, Jake, why would I want to do that? Why would I take 10000 and only have access to 6000 That don't make sense. Well, if you think about any asset class, if I put money into something, I'm going to lose liquidity of that money, which means I'm not going to get full access to the full amount of money that I put in. So it's going to have to take some type of hit so that later when the when that when that asset begins to be realized or that asset matures, you have more in it than you put in it. Does that make sense? You have more you have more to gain from that asset than you actually put in that asset. And I'll explain more of it here in a second. But I'm trying to build you up to where you understand. So even with a 401k, even with a mutual fund, even in real estate. If you put $100,000 in a real estate deal, you will not get access to the $100,000 the very next day and still be able to make money on the asset. 
if, if you put your money in a mutual fund, if you put your money in a 401k and you're putting your money into these instruments, you put your money into stock, typically you're not going to get out what you put in uh, directly until you allow that asset to be able to grow. So I'm going to use an example here and we're going to go to the screen so that you guys can see as we go to the screen and you're able to see here and it says, and it says, Here's a guide for beginners when it comes to mutual fund fees. Because typically when I tell people, I just had a conversation with somebody yesterday and she wants to become the bank because as you can see, we wrote a book entitled I Am The Lender where we show you how to become the banker. We also have a class on the ABS Institute. We also have a class on the ABS Institute where you literally can enroll into our I Am The Lender class as long as you just register. If you register... Right here where it says apply now, if you register, we will, you will have somebody call you and enroll you into this class. And this is the class right here. I am the lender master class where we show you how to become the banker. We show you how to build your own banking system for your family. And so the point that I'm making is when you begin to turn your money into an asset, you got to turn your money into employees that work for you. And if you know anything about building a business, the moment I make money, then I hire employees. I lose liquidity of that cash, but those employees are going to bring me back more money. So I'm okay with losing liquidity today to get more money tomorrow. And so when you look at, let's see a mutual fund, I'm going to compare, you know, when you turn your cash into, into an asset or you turn your cash into capital, you got to make those dead presidents work for you. So if I were to put my money into a mutual fund, what most people don't understand is if I put $10,000 into a mutual fund, if I put $10,000 into a mutual fund and that $10,000 I put into a mutual fund, I cannot go into the mutual fund the very next day. I cannot go into the mutual fund the very uh, the very next year and pull out guarantee all of my money out and still have the money work for me. It does not work for that. There are there are things that are going to be withdrawn out of your out of that account immediately and you're going to lose liquidity immediately. But your money is in something that can produce money so that you know that now my money is it has employee. Now my money is an employee and it's making money for me. That money comes with a cost of putting it to work. So when I talk about changing your mindset when it goes to hoarding cash and just keeping cash, we value cash too much because cash in itself is not doing anything for us. And cash going to debt damn show ain't doing nothing for us. That Money has to be going to an environment. It has to be going to a place that can be able to grow money, grow more income, grow more assets so that we're able to make more with it. So let's go and look at uh, the cost of typically when you put your money into some type of investment vehicle. So usually when you put your money into an investment vehicle, there are a few things that come off the top. It's called the annual fund operation expenses. This right here, this annual fund operation expenses off top, that money is going to be taken off your money. And typically, um, and typically it's management fees. So like one to 2% management fees, you got 12 B one fees at 1%. So what are your 12 B one fees? 12 B one fees are for the person. It's the cost of marketing and selling the fund. So that typically goes to the advisor that sold you that mutual fund. So let's say they say the mutual fund gains. They say the mutual fund typically gains. Um, uh, they say the mutual fund typically gains. Let's say they say the fund does eight 
8%. Let's say they say the fund does 8% every year. Well, if I subtract 1% in 12B1 fees, that's already down to 7%. If I subtract 2% from management fees, that's already down 3%. I'm already down to 5% before I even get started. Then you got what's called sales loads fees. Let me show you. Then you have the sales loads fees, which are commissions that you pay when you buy a sale mutual fund or sell mutual funds. So you're going your money, you're going to be paying sale loads. You're also going to be paying a redemption fee. You're also going to be paying an exchange fee. You're also going to be paying an account fee. You're also going to be paying a, a purchase fee. And then if you if you dive a, dive a little deeper, all of these things come out of your money when you're transitioning your money into something called a capital asset, something that's an asset that can be used. You can borrow against it. It's an asset. That's why you can't borrow against cash. That's why you can't use cash as collateral until you put it in an environment that can actually grow and work for you. Is that, is that making sense, everybody? I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page when it comes to actually turning your money into an asset. But you got to understand, you got to understand the value that comes with turning your money into an asset because the moment you turn your money into an asset now you're making those dead dollars those dead presidents work for you but too many of us worship the dead president jake what do you mean i mean so many of us wake up every single day working for the dead president what what do you mean benjamin andrew george washington Abraham Lincoln, uh, uh, I'm missing one of them, whoever's on the $10 bill, one of them. We spend our entire life working for these dead presidents. And then when we work for these dead presidents, we literally give the number one commodity of life up, time. Then we take that money and then we go and purchase liabilities with a, with a, with a commodity that is a liability. So I take my cash and then I go and purchase a liability like a car that don't make you any money, like a mortgage on a home that's not making you any money, like co- like clothes, Gucci, Ferragamo, Air Jordans, all these things don't make you any money. And so now what I am doing, a Jackson, appreciate that, Darius, Jackson is the $10 bill. And so now what I'm doing, I'm taking this dead liability called cash, And then I'm going to go take this liability and I'm going to go purchase more liabilities. And I'm questioning where God is with my financial independence. I got the audacity to question where God is. When you're literally taking a liability and purchasing more liabilities. Remember, liabilities are things that don't pay you. So a child is a liability. Usually. A child is a liability. You're, that child ain't making you no money today. Most of us are in, in are in liability field relationships. Mm-mm. That relationship ain't doing nothing for you, but causing you risk. You already living out of order. You having sex without a condom. You living reckless, with no future. He cheating on you. You know she ain't the right one for you, but you call her she bad, so you'll make a you'll make a a pass because she bad. She has a terrible mindset. He has terrible intellect. He's a poor money manager. He has no vision. She has no support. But these are liabilities that we take. 
These are liabilities that we take. And these liabilities continue to be more liabilities. So I got cash. That's a liability. See, when you transition your mind to understanding that I got to forever turn my money into assets for me. I got to turn my money into capital for me. Until you make that shift, you will always settle for liabilities around you. Until you make the shift of turning your liabilities and turning them into capital. Which would turn into assets. Until you decide that that's what you're going to do with everything in your life, your entire life will be a liability. You will always be at risk to somebody. The people you date will always be liabilities. The friends that you have will always be liabilities. Your family members will always be liabilities. Your job will always be a liability. Your decision-making skills will always be liabilities. If you think about something that has all those liabilities, it's hard to see that you will become financial independent before that, that you become financially independent. Until you begin to take control of your life, your spiritual walk will always be a liability to you. You will be more religious than you are in awakened with who God really is. Most of us are too religious. That's your liability. Because you're allowing the religion, the practice of religion, not spirituality, not oneness with God. The practice of religion is keeping you complacent. And so what happens with money, when you turn your money into capital, you lose some value of the dollar initially. When you turn your friendships into capital, into assets, you'll lose a small portion of your friends. When you turn your relationships into assets, you will lose some of the freedom of, of just treating somebody any type of way. When you turn your liabilities into assets, you will see that the value of life then changes. You'll lose some liquidity. You'll lose some, 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 some access. But it's all going to pay you more later. Jake, what are you trying to say? Too many of us are, are trying to invest in a market, are trying to invest in stock market, are trying to invest into real estate, and you have this backyard version of financial education. You think if I put $10,000 in a deal, I can go and get my money immediately. It don't work like that. If you were to put $100,000 into a house and the house was worth $400,000, you can't put $100,000 in and still have access to the 100000 while you got a property. It don't work like that. Your money gets translated into asset. But too many people worry about becoming asset rich, but you cash flow poor. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made 100 
in $30,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made 130000 in two days. Peace. And being asset rich and cash flow poor will always make you a liability because you will always need debt to survive. You will always need the bailout of a bank to survive. Yep, you will. And so if you want to learn how to become the bank, to say I am the bank, you have to put yourself into the position of becoming the lender, thinking like a banker, understanding money like a banker, and being willing to lose liquidity so that you can get access to capital. When me and my wife first learned, when me and my wife first learned, truly learned how to become our own bank, when we first learned how to truly become, build our own family banking system, in the beginning, it didn't make sense to me to put $10,000, $10,000 into a reserve, only get access to $6,000 after I put ten in. It didn't make sense to me. Okay, I put 10000 into this reserve. They only give me access to 6000 Where's the rest of my money? Not realizing the rest of the money just increased my asset value because now it's in life insurance. Now I got a $700,000 policy on me. So if I die tomorrow, I only put 10 in, but my family get a half a million. And when it comes to, this is why I tell people to put money in insurance reserves. It's because there is no other asset where you can literally put a certain amount of money in, and get access to 60% of it within 31 days, almost immediately, and still have that money working for you as if you never took the money out. You can try to do it with a house. People say, well, when you got equity in a home, you can borrow against the home. Anything that's an asset, you can borrow against. So, yeah, I put $10,000 down into my house as a down payment. I got a $250,000 home that has no equity yet. I can't go and get $6,000 off of my home within 31 days. I can't do that with a 401k. I can't do that with a mutual fund. I can't do that with an IRA. But in insurance, you can put $10,000 down, get access to $6,000, five to $6,000 almost immediately, and now your money, even when you borrow the money out, the money never come out your account. It never come out. So we got to learn how to stop being liabilities. When that money comes to you, you got to then in turn make that money work for you. Not pay down just debt. Not for finance charges. Not for not not for stuff that don't matter. 
Because, guys, if you really, really, really pay attention to the understanding of building assets, your assets can help purchase all the stuff that you really want. But you got to allow your assets to buy liabilities for you. Not liabilities to buy liabilities. Jake, what do you mean? Money is a liability. It is something that does not generate you any more money. When, I, when that money comes into my account, if I work, that's dead money. They're called dead presidents. Until I learn how to then turn, make them that money walk out that door as soon as it comes into my account and go and make money for me, I will never understand the value of assets. Here's why. Because when we make money, my wife and I, we put all the money back into our reserve or we put the money back into our business, and now our business generates more money, thus allowing for us to buy more things that we love. But we don't do that until we clean the money. You know, back, back in the day, or even now today still, drug dealers like to get their money cleaned. So they take what's called dirty money, selling drugs, and they want to put it into things that can clean the money to, le- to make the money legitimate. So they do a clean. They clean it. And so in cleaning it, they know that it's going to come with a cost. It's going to have to go through somebody's business. It's going to have to pay out a couple of people. But they're willing to encompass those costs to have cleaner money. So when it comes to these dead presidents, they filthy. It's a liability. You got to understand how to clean your money. Send your money right back out the door it came. Make it make more money for you. And when the money comes back, you use that money to go and purchase the things that you want. But you don't take liability money, liable money, commodity, and purchase more things that are not assets. Because it doesn't make sense. So we got to understand and we have to know the importance of turning our cash into asset equivalent equivalent cash flow. We turn our dead cash into asset equivalent cash flow. And you do that through a process of putting your money in reserves in business opportunities in in real estate deals or whatever have you, so that you may lose liquidity in the beginning. But in the end, that money is going to be making more money for you if you just practice what's called patience. So if you want to learn how to become the bank, you got to think like the bank. And the bank doesn't value money. The bank values assets. The bank doesn't care about money. They care about what the money collateral, uh, collateralizes. They don't care to lend you money. They really want you to pay your interest, then default on the property. Like most people do. A lot of people do. And then after they got all their interest up front, the first half of the mortgage, you make one mistake. They foreclose you and then sell the property for pennies on a dollar, still making a profit. Because they never cared about the cash. They cared about what the asset can bring later. These are principles that we have to adopt so that we can, family, learn 
how to be more, how to be a better steward over the resources that God gives us so that we can then make that money go and make money for us. I'll leave you with a story. There was a man who had uh, three sons. The oldest son, he gave $500,000. The middle son, he gave $200,000. And the youngest son, he gave $100,000. He told his sons, he says, sons, when I leave, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back in a year. When I leave and come back, I want you to do right with what I gave you. His sons knew that he was a businessman. He was a man of great value, valor. I, th- I think I said that word. Right, right, right. I don't know. I think I just made that word up, honestly. He was a man of great prestige. He was really savvy with the money. So when he left, the, the, the sons got together. And they said, man, I got 500. The older brother said, man, I got 500. The middle brother said, man, I got 200. The younger brother said, man, I got 100,000. They all said, what you going to do with the money? What you going to do with the money? What you going to do with the money? And they all had clarity on what they were going to do with the money. The younger brother said, well, I know how dad gets if he loses money. So I'm just going to just, just go put the money in a safe. So at least when he comes back, he can have what he gave me. The father didn't come back for three years. He planned for a year, but he came back three years later. The older son turned the 500000 into a million dollars. The middle son turned the $200,000 into 450000 And the younger son went to his safe and gave his dad the same $100,000 that the dad gave him three years ago. The father was so pleased with the older son that he gave him more territory. And he says, son, I am pleased with you. He was so pleased that the middle son doubled the money. That he said, son, I am so pleased with you. Here goes more territory. The younger son, he looked at him with disappointment. He says, son, you had three years to learn how to grow this money. And you literally gave me back what I gave you. Son, do you not understand that the cost of living three years ago from today is a different cost of living? So because you did not put my money to work, we actually lost money. The father was so angry at the youngest son. That he said, you could have at least given my money to the bank or something to get some type of interest versus just getting nothing. He took the 100000 from the son and went to the older son and said, son, here goes 100000 more. The younger son was mad. He was confused. He was frustrated. And the father said, son, don't be mad. Don't be confused. But I want you to know something. Because you didn't pay attention to learning how to turn this money I gave you into an asset, something that can produce money, you are no longer 
I don't think that you're no longer responsible enough to be able to manage anything that I have because you don't understand the importance of growing things. He told his son, everything that God gives us is supposed to be grown. Everything that God created is supposed to be grown. And anything that does not grow dies. And son, until you understand that, you will never be able to manage anything that we have here at the family. You will work for your older brother until you can understand the importance of growth. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. And family, I want to tell you something. That that younger brother is all of us. God gives us so many resources. He gives us so many talents. He gives us so many gifts. Yet we don't do anything with them. We think that those gifts, those dreams, those visions, those talents, they'll be there when you're ready for them. And when it's time for you to act, you lost your juice. You're not performing like you used to. It didn't turn out like you wanted it to. And it's because at the time when you were supposed to act on that gift, that vision, that dream, you didn't grow it. You didn't build it. You didn't do anything. God gave me a resource. And for three and a half years, I put more into this business than this business gave me. On the fourth year, we begin to see some type of joy. A little bit. In our fifth year, as a licensed firm, we're doing more than I ever could have imagined only because I was okay with losing some liquidity today to gain it all tomorrow. I was okay with losing my time today to get more time tomorrow. I was okay with investing in me today so that I can see what that investment turns into tomorrow. And you have to adopt the bigger brother mentality where anything that God gives you, you grow. Anything that comes to you, you figure out a way how to make it an asset and eliminate all things that take away from that asset because all of them are liabilities. And if you understand that, you'll be just fine. Because guess what? You are the best thing since sliced cheese. You are the best thing in the world. And the moment that you realize that, the moment that you realize that money is not supposed to be idolized, it's not supposed to be worshipped, it's supposed to be used. Because money is a tool. And if you don't use that tool, that tool will get rusted. Just like that hammer. Just like the car. Just like food. It rots if you don't use it. It dies. So you have to learn how to turn your money into a life-breathing asset so that you can live like no one else. This is Jake Taylor Jacobs on the Assets Before Splurging podcast. And I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it.